Hi, you're listening to Book Chat with author Vivian E. Moore. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host. Welcome to Book Chat. I am your host, author Vivian E. Moore. Hope everyone had a great week, and I hope you're having an even better weekend. And also, guys, don't forget to uh, fall back this weekend. Well, tonight, actually, around 2 a.m., so remember to do that. I know most of us have cell phones, and that's what we use for our clocks now. But for those who don't, uh, just remember that little tip, okay? Uh, guys, we have a special show for you today. Uh, I have with me a uh, special guest uh, that I'm going to introduce here shortly. Uh, but first, I want to read her bio, and then I will um, formally introduce her. All right? All right, so uh, C.O. Ledford uh, was born in the city of Chattanooga, Tennessee, where she was raised by her grandparents to be a strong and independent person. Uh, she became an avid reader at the age of 11 when her fifth grade teacher gifted her the book, The Black Stallion. With this book, her love of books grew. In middle school, she began to write what would be one of many books swirling around in her head. Silver Moon Kiss came to life with two chapters and multiple scenes before it was packed away and not thought of until after she had become an adult. C.L. Lefford writes in paranormal romance and contemporary romance. Her first published book, The Second Alpha, air released on June 14, 2022. <laughs> applause, applause, applause. And, uh, and by this time, she had moved to a little town called Ringo, Georgia, and married her husband, where they raised their three children and five German short hair dogs. Along with her love of writing and reading, she also enjoys hunting behind her dogs. Welcome, Chastity. How are you today? Good. Thank you for having me here, Vivian. Oh, you are more than welcome. It is my pleasure to have you on the show today. On the show today. Uh, first of all, I want to chat a bit about your new book. So fill us in on that. The 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 one that's published or the one that's coming that I'm trying to get out. I'm sorry. Well, let's, that's okay. Let's talk about the published book first. Okay. Um, the second Alpha Air was... Um, just really a book to try and get my name out there um, as I was had it almost you know completely finished mm -hmm. and it was ready to it was ready to go before Silver Moon Kiss so I was like well I'll see about you know getting this book out first get my name out there you know mm -hmm. try to you know get some readers um, and some of the readers that have already read it have, you know, asked for or mentioned, you know, that they would like to, you know, know more about the world of this book. And, mm -hmm. um, 
you know, just to know more about, you know, the other characters. And okay. so okay. we, uh, that there, there is a spinoff coming for that one. I know okay. that is so. Okay. Well, not, well, that's, well, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's not, it's not complete, but, um, it is in the works. Okay. Well, you know, with, with most writers, you always have something in, in progress. You have one oh, yeah. thing finished and while you're working on something else. So that's just the way it is. So tell us a bit about uh, the characters of the second Alpha Air. Um, so Nolan is our main male character. He, in, I've had readers say it's a coming of age book. Um, so he's, he's 13 when his life is just changed completely. Mm -hmm. um, he technically was the, you know, bullied uh, part of the pack, even though he was, you know, of alpha blood, uh, you know, the leader of the, lead, you know, the son of the leaders. Mm -hmm. uh, his older brother, Archer, was supposed to be the next alpha because mm -hmm. he was the oldest and he was being trained and groomed for this spot. Um, and he was always there in the in the shadows, really, uh, of okay. his brother. Okay. I'm sorry, my dog is barking. You, you know what? This is this is real life, so that is perfectly fine. <laughs> Not a problem. Um, so, um, so he um, his brother goes with his you know his father and um, one of their other leaders to a pack, and his brother's murdered. And so he is thrust into the life that his brother was supposed to have. So okay. he has to learn to, you know, be the alpha and, you know, get over uh, certain things in his life that he didn't feel like he was good enough to, you know, take over. So he's, you know, he, he's kind of like, you know, those normal teenage kids that mm -hmm. you know have to learn that sometimes you just have to buckle up and get ready for the ride it, exactly it, it sounds like uh he's he has a a uh, a lot of responsibility um on his shoulders that he wasn't prepared for but Definitely. he has to he has to step up because now you know whether he's prepared or not uh, this is the role that he's been forced into, um, but uh, but I, I I think that's so good and it's so poignant because you know as you said in in life you know sometimes we are put in positions that we may not be ready for, but still is an opportunity you know to prove to ourselves and to the world that um, that we that you know that we will be ready that we're getting ready you know and uh, to take that first step or that next step. Um, to put us where we need to be. So I like that. I like the, um, I like the, um, the dynamics of this story. Um, so, um, I don't want to mispronounce the, uh, the, the name of the pack. So I'm going to let you do it. The name of the pack is called Rhyolite. Okay. And, um, I named, I named them after the packs after stones. Oh, okay. Um, uh, so there's, you know, the quartzite pack and then the dull stone pack, um, court, the rhyolite pack 
um, is, you know, Nolan's. Okay. And he, uh, Quartzite Pack is actually um, a friend, is a pack that is friendly with them, has been friends with um, the pack since his, his father was Alpha. Um, so he actually gets to go over there and train, and he actually gets to meet that Alpha's children. Um, his, um, his son named Sawyer, um, he is, he's the next in line for his pack, and he kind of takes Nolan under his wing and shows him, hey, you know, we're about the same age. Let me show you what we should be able to do, you know, kind of like, um, his sister Amora, she is... You know, she's the daughter. She kind of gets away with anything that <laughs> she'd she like to, you know? Yes. Uh, so she 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 changes a little as they uh, as he's there. Um, okay. But um, she starts to have feelings that she's not totally convinced of herself okay. for nothing. So um, she's... She's a little, she's a little flighty. She's, she's a little spunky. She likes to, you know, try to be independent, even though her big brother and his, you know, best friend, that is kind of like her brother now, um, you know, tries to protect her. So, you know, she kind of is like, you know, I don't need your help. Why are you helping me? I'm a big girl, you know? So Right, right. Well, you know, that, I think, too, uh, in showing the family dynamic, sometimes you, you, well, more than sometimes you have that in families where um, there's yeah. always, you know, that, that sense of competition, you know. Yeah. And um, so I, 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 I'm glad that you showed that. But now we jump ahead because we know that uh, Nolan was uh, forced from his family in the pack. So now uh, he's 18 years old. He's 18 back on his birthday. So now what's what takes place now? Uh, Nolan is now back with his, back at his pack. He's 18. He's, uh, they're throwing a party. You know, he didn't really want the party because like, you know, like I was telling you, the pack that, you know, his pack didn't really like him because he was, he was what they called the runt Mm -hmm. of the pack. And so he, wasn't always invited to, you know, birthday parties and he wasn't uh, that popular. So a lot of the, you know, wolf pups or kids wouldn't come to his parties, even though he was an alpha. Um, So he, um, he only agrees to this party as long as his father invites the quartzite pack. Um, And she does because he wants to, you know, see Amora again because while he was there, you know, he kind of had a little bit of feelings for her as well, but mm-hmm. didn't know if they were, you know, cis brotherly or or what. But you know. <laughs> that's un- that's understandable. It, it seems as though he's having all of these issues because he, you know, became alpha by default. But uh, mm-hmm. but now it seems as though, you know, not only does he have to prove himself. Uh, to his family, but he also has to do it to become the pack leader and to have the others 
uh, respect him as such. So I, I like that of it. So, and I don't want you to give too much away for those who haven't read it yet. So I want them to yeah. discover everything for themselves. But, uh, but I thank you for sharing that much of the story because it, it sounds very interesting. And, uh, and I am a big fan of, um, of this genre. All right. So now that, so that we talked about the second alpha air, let's talk about, a little about Silver Moon Kiss. And then we're going to get to some question and answers. Is that all right? That is fine. All right. So let's talk about Silver Moon Kiss here for a second. Uh, Silver Moon Kiss, uh, like my bio said, you know, I came up with this uh, story when I was 14 in my room with my best friend. Mm -hmm. uh, we were just playing around, you know, we we're like, oh, what if we, you know, we did it, had a book like this and, you know, just started, you know, doing some, you know, crazy teenager stuff. And <laughs> I kind of, with Silver Moon Kiss, I kind of pulled a little bit of, um, different shows and things that I thought would be, you know, pretty cool. Like, you know, Buffy, I pulled um, the the commandos that okay. are in the show. I pulled uh, from Van Helsing the, you know, werewolf that mm -hmm. Van Helsing, you know, turned into, mm -hmm. kind of. Um, and then I pulled from Underworld... Um, That's kind of a secret. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, gotta read the book. Okay. Uh, I don't okay. want to no, give away no, that. Don't, no, don't give, uh, don't give too much yeah, of it away. You, if, you've ever, if you've ever, you know, watched Underworld, uh -huh. you probably have kind of an inkling of what I've pulled from there. Right. Um, but uh, but I pulled all these these shows that I loved that and everything, and I tried, you know, put, pushing and pulling them into this book. Uh -huh. Um. I I didn't get very far, as you could tell, like only a couple of chapters and a few little scenes that I had, you know, written down on, you know, some pieces of paper. Uh -huh. And I, I didn't think about it until a couple of years ago. And I was actually doing school for my prereqs for RN. Mm -hmm. And I was just sitting at my computer thinking, hmm, I'm kind of bored right now. Uh, <laughs> I should be studying, but I, the the book kind of just hit me and was like, uh -huh. you know, where, that, where was that book at? You know, uh -huh. like I had written everything down and I couldn't find it. So then I was like, I'm just going to do it off of memory. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't remember the band's name. All I could remember were, you know, the two main characters' name, which is, you know, Trigger. He's our werewolf rogue werewolf um he, he's in a band um a rock band like a heavy metal like band with a couple of vampires mm -hmm. um and then there's kaylee and she's human mm -hmm. and her dad is a scientist who um you know captures the supernatural just to find out exactly you know what what they are what makes, and and what makes yeah. them tick, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we kind of get into the thing with Trigger and Kaylee. Trigger wasn't raised with wolves. Like, mm -hmm. he basically grew up, he was given, in the first part of the prologue, you, you meet a woman, mm -hmm. and she's giving birth to a child. 
Okay. Um, in a, uh, built in an abandoned building, and she leaves him at a orphanage, okay. like a Catholic orphanage. Um, and he sort of kind of grows up there until he runs away, and he meets Connor and Mitch, the two vampires. Okay. And he, you know, he forms a bond with them. <laughs> My dog is barking again. <laughs> it's okay. It is all right. Um, um, so he, you know, he kind of makes a name for himself, uh, mm-hmm. along with them. They, um, they form a band, they name it Oathbreaker, oh. and they, you know, they get, they get pretty big, and so they come back to their hometown, and they're performing a concert, and he sees Kaylee. Ah. Kaylee is up front in front and center with her friend Lulu, um, a little feisty redhead. <laughs> she's she's probably one of my favorite characters, Lulu. She okay. she's sort of caught. She's sort of you know chill, but she has some spunk to her. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, they um, it's I don't know. I've I've got it finished. I've gotten it over to the editor, um, just waiting for her to finish the 143,000 words. Well, <laughs> well, by the, by the time she's done, I'm I'm quite sure to be less than that, way less than that. But, Probably. Uh, but that's, yeah, but that's just that's, part. It's part of the process. Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, what's crazy is I had actually finished this book in third point of view. Mm-hmm. And uh, I decided to, you know, make it a series. Okay. Okay. And uh, the next book was going to be all about Trigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a uh, first point of view. And a, a few of author friends that I had um, been talking to were like, well, um, you really don't want to switch point of views in a series. And I'm like, okay, well. I guess we're back to the drawing board. I'll go and I'll do I'll do a revision. Okay. And so it took another year to you know finish it in first point of view, and so now it's at the editor. Okay. In first well, view. So I've I've done that myself a few times because I wanted both of the um, of the main characters to have a voice, you know, for the readers to yeah. to to see the story from from both point of view. So I've done that myself too. <laughs> done that quite a few times um, but you know um, when you do series you know those books they really sell well because people always want to know well what's coming next you know they just don't want you to leave the story with that with that you know that first happy ending they want more so you always want to um, you know to give them more and if you can do that in a series whether it's three books six books nine books you know however many it takes to do it it's, it's always good to um, you know, to listen to the, um, you know, to the to the call of the crowd of the readers because they they sort of lead and guide you in in the direction that you need to go. Oh, definitely. Okay. Well, you know, as I said before, I'm a big fan of the uh, paranormal and uh, and sci-fi uh, genres. You know, and I've as I said again, I've written um, several soon-to-be published novels and and uh, and of course I'm a Star Trek fan and Star Wars fan and. Yes. and Maybe a few of the shows that, you know, that, that you said, 
but uh, but the tw and and also the Twilight Zone growing up. So you know, I I'm I'm just right in there with that paranormal and, and sci-fi. I'm I really am. But you know, and I'm sure um, um, all of this may have been a little bit before your time. But I know that Star Wars is the exception because I I believe that franchise will live on for you know infinity. But uh, oh yeah. <laughs> but because I love uh, those movies and television shows, you know, they inspired me to to write in a specific genre. So I want to know what specifically was your inspiration. I know that you developed a love of books from um, you know from a book that was given to you by a teacher. But what uh, specifically inspired you to write in this genre? Um, I guess. I guess it was mainly um, it was mainly Underworld and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, those two things were, you know, I liked that, um, you know, there was, you know, these beings that, you know, humans weren't supposed to know about, but they were actually there. And then um, I guess I really got in. I was more of a vampire. Um, person before werewolves. Um, I started reading, you know, Anne Rice's interview with oh, the vampire. Yes, one of my favorites. Uh, oh yes, Queen of the Damned. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. Um, I, there. Um, I guess another book that really got me into this type, into this type of genre, just more on the vampire side was uh, a book called um, The Vampire Huntress Legend by L.A. Banks. Okay, okay. I, um, she still has three books that I have not read, uh, written, I mean, read uh, yet, uh, that has finished her stories, the, the story of this series. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've... I'm done, I don't have the incomplete set. I've got I've got some of them. I don't have the complete set, so okay. I'm right. looking forward to you know actually getting those. Um, but yeah, I I guess when the were when werewolves kind of popped up, you know, I don't know if a lot of people know they probably do, but you know those reading apps mm -hmm. like Dream and Good Novel. Um, I was reading uh, werewolf books on there, and mm -hmm. I guess that's werewolves kind of uh, became <laughs> the thing because you know they had you know faded mates, and you know they they were they were made for each other, and it was you know kind of like okay, like I like that, you know. Well, I, I so think that's, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, I was no, just you're gonna, good. Okay, I was just going to add that I think a lot of people are drawn to. Uh, you know, uh, paranormal uh, stories. I mean, it's just something that fascinates everybody from children to adults. You know, you, you see the UFO chasers and seekers and, you know, always trying to find out different things. But, um, but you know, uh, vampires and, and werewolves, that's something I also grew up with as a child, you know, watching the scary movies. Um, oh, which yeah. They, they have evolved uh, a whole lot since then. But, oh, but yeah. still, they're, they're, yeah, they're still fascinating. So, you know, we right. talked about uh, The Black Stallion, the, the, uh, the book that was a gift from your teacher, from your fifth grade teacher. And, uh, yeah. and, and I think it's amazing uh, when a simple gift can change your life and, and, and take it, you know, in a direction that you never thought possible. So I'm right. sure uh, that that teacher is uh, super proud 
that he or she, because <laughs> I don't know if they were male or female. Uh, no, she was a she. A she, okay. All right, played a part in your writing journey. But, uh, and, and, it, and it triggered uh, a love of books and, and later, you know, your writing career. So um, have, yeah. you had the, have you had the opportunity to, uh, to thank her for triggering that gift? Uh, I haven't. Um, I had, I was, I haven't been in touch with her in a very long time. Um, I know, um, she had a, uh, horse, uh, farm there in Hickson. Um, and I'm not totally sure if she still has it. So, um, you know, if I ever find her on Facebook or anything like that, um, I would really, you know, would really thank her because it, I, I didn't like books before she, like, when she said that she was going to give me this book mm-hmm. for, you know, so good on this test, I would looked at her and I was like, um, I don't read. <laughs> like, she, she's like, you know, when she, when she told me, she said, hey, come here, you know, I'm going to give you a gift. And she said, in this box, you know, pick a book. And I told her, it's like, I don't read. I don't like to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, well here, um, because we had talked about horses and, you know, horses were a thing that we connected with. Mm-hmm. And she was like, here, you know, I think you, you may not like to read now, but try this book. It's a, it's about a horse. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, fine. And I started reading it, and I was just like, wow, like, I really like this book. And I read the entire series of it, and then it just, my, the, like I said, the, the reading just kind of spiraled down, and Mm -hmm. I was like, I started reading different things. I don't think I've not found a genre (laughs) that I don't like to read. Right. Uh, It's just, you know, if you have a, good sense of storytelling you don't have to be you know in in a you know the most I don't know I don't know what I'm trying to say my brain is well, I, I, I think I understand what you're trying to say um, you everyone has a starting point and you never know uh, you know what talents you have and uh, and sometimes right. it, it takes something as simple as reading your first book to um, to ignite that spark and uh, and and to trigger you know something that that perhaps had laid dormant inside of you that you didn't know was there um, to you know to set you on your on your way so um, yeah. and I think and I think that's important maybe you didn't know uh, and and that happens with a lot of us we don't really know at that age what we're capable of or um, or what we will be doing, you know, in the, in the future. Yeah. Um, so it, but that was the spark getting that book and actually reading that book. It was the spark to, um, you know, to trigger your love for not only reading, but, you know, later developed into writing. So I think that's a good thing. And, uh, you know, and, and if I were you, I would, I would hunt that teacher down and thank her. <laughs> okay. Definitely. Definitely. I would troll yeah. on Facebook if I had to just to find her so I could, you know, so you could thank her for doing that because, um, you know, one of these days, you know, you may, you may have to stand before a crowd and say, well, you know, I, I, I have to thank my fifth grade teacher for giving me this book about horses. And, you know, and so that's why I'm here today. But, you know, but not yeah. only that teacher, 
um, you know, to, and I'm sure you've already done this, you thank your grandparents because they encouraged you to be independent and uh, to listen to your voice, you know, and, and, um, and, uh, and to use your imagination. That's important to create the stories, you know, that, that are inside your mind. So, um, so how do you believe this has shaped you into the writer you are and will become? Um, I, I mean, as, as of right now, um, it's, I don't really know how to answer, uh, that question. Um, it, I really, I really don't know how to answer that. Well, it's. it's well, I, I think you're still becoming. Yeah. I think maybe that's why, um, you know, you, you just can't answer it, you know, straight off. But I think you're still becoming. I think you're still, um, you know, developing those stories. But you're trying to get them out. You're trying to write them as fast as your brain can think them up. So, uh, and sometimes you don't give a lot of thought to um, what your writing career, what you're doing now, um, you know, will, will affect your future career, although I know that you are a nurse, and that's very important. You didn't have that in your bio, but that's an accomplishment. So, um, and, you know, it, it um, just like you became a nurse, you accomplished that. The same thing, you know, as a writer. You know, there will be trials and tribulations. There will be hurdles that you'll have to get, um, have to get over, and, and the self-doubt, and, uh, you know, and all those things that make you who you are, you know, as a writer. And, uh, and, it, and it will help to, um, to grow your writing skills, your ability, and, and just your artistry as a whole. Okay, so I have another question for you, so don't panic, all right? <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. I was, yeah, I, it's definitely developing. I'm not, I'm not where I, I'm pretty sure my writing can definitely improve. Well, that, you know, that, that's all of us. You know, I, I don't care how long you write, you know, there's always room for improvement, you know, and once you think that you've mastered it, you know, that's when you write a flop and then you have that reality check that, oh, maybe I didn't know as much as I didn't. So this is Definitely. good to, all, to always stay humble and to always, um, you know, keep yourself open to learning more. Always do that. Okay, so how has your love of writing uh, affected how you inspire your children to read and maybe trigger an unknown talent in them. That one is kind of hard. Um, my littlest, she loves, um, she loves to loves for me to read to her. Mm -hmm. um, I've always read to her when she was, you know, younger. Um, so she's always bringing me books to read to her and. Mm -hmm. I, my husband has, you know, was like, you know, she, you know, loves for you to read to her. Why don't you read her some of your books to her? And I'm like, well, I don't know if she'd really like any of my books because it's not got pictures. Right. <laughs> um, my oldest daughter, she, um, she reads a little bit. She's not a big reader, but mm -hmm. she does actually try to read, um, she has different, she brings different books home, so I'm hoping, you know, mm -hmm. she, um, 
she will develop, you know, a more intense, you know, maybe, you know, love action. I would love for her to love to read. Um, but, um, she might not be one of those completely. Like she might read maybe a little bit and then, you know, be okay. Now my son, I have not found the right book Mm -hmm. to get him near a book. (laughs) He, He stays away from my bookshelf like it is the plague. Um, he, um, he, he will not even, I think, I think he's afraid that he might find, you know, a book that uh-huh. he likes uh-huh. and start reading. But right. yeah, he, he, I, you know, I tried, um, you know, finding, you know, just, you know, some cool, you know, sci-fi books, you know, uh-huh. that, um, some, you know, some of the, you know, male authors, you know, Right, because most of the time those aren't, you know, as romantic. and Right, um, and, that, and that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> he, he knows yeah. that, <laughs> that, yes, it's, it's sci-fi and paranormal, but it's also romance, and he don't want any parts of yeah. that right now. <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely. I mean, I've even, I've, even, I've even told him, I said, here, I'll get you some manga books mm-hmm. if you'll just, you know, read them. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, mm, no, I'm good. Well, How old is he? He's 14. He, oh, my he, goodness. Oh, yes. He, uh, you know, so he, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't, he, like I said, he, he, my bookshelf is always got a 20 foot berth with him. Like, <laughs> well, there's, there's still yeah. hope. There's, there's still hope. He's 14 right now. And you know, that, okay. that is a very transitional sign anyway. So, um, <laughs> He, he may not he may not have that spark right that reading spark right now but you know it it may it may touch him at, at any point in time so you know oh, just yeah, just definitely. just just give him time for that all right so i know uh, raising children isn't easy especially when you have a teenager and oh, yeah. when, and when you factor in the amount of time it takes uh not to mention shortages of time uh to write so how do you manage that Mm, it's sometimes, I mean, it gets kind of hectic. Um, sometimes I'm up pretty late writing, um, because most of the time that's when my creative thoughts are there is, you know, a little late at night. So, you know, when I'm going to work, I'm kind of, I've got, I got, I'm, I've got a Starbucks drink in this hand and a Coke Zero in the other, like, trying to, you know. That caffeine fix, yeah. That, yeah, caffeine fix to make sure that I'm, you know, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed for the right. patients when they come in. Right. Um, but, but, yeah, sometimes, like, during the weekends, I can, you know, do a little bit more writing. Um, I am writing, I'm I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Uh, it's called the, the Nano Writing. Nano, um, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Yeah, I am doing that this month. I've never even heard of it, and I um, so that's ambitious. That's very ambitious. Yeah, I, I've actually. <laughs> I guess what makes it even more ambitious is I'm actually got two books that I put on there. Okay. Um, I'm hoping to do 50k on the sequel to Silver Moon Kiss. Okay. Um. That one is my top priority that I want to get out because I'm wanting to get it out 
the sequel out um, March, April of next okay. year. Okay. Um, now, the spinoff to the second Alpha Hair is um, in the works, too, with my nano writing. So, it's got a little bit less words in it than the sequel of SMK, but um, it is... It's sort of, I guess it... I really want to do 50K in both of them, but oh, if not, if but you only get but, 50K in but, one, it's fine. 50K, 50K <laughs> is good because generally the first books, uh, you know, in a series is sometimes the, the longer book because you have a bit more explaining to do to set the characters and yeah. all those things in place. But then, you know, the, the second books, they, they sort of flow, you know, they, they flow and sometimes you get more, but you don't want to overdo it. You know, if you get 80,000, break it in half, put that in the second yeah. and put the next in the third. So, you know, it's just, it's just how you split it up. So now we talked about your kids and, and, uh, and, and them allowing you time to write. What about your husband? Is he supportive of your artistry? He is, he's very supportive. Um, he has, you know, there's been plenty of times where I have, you know, wanted to quit because I, just I had just would have these massive you know writer's blocks and I just couldn't get the words and I've I've never been a very fast writer because I'm always if I see a word and it's I look at it and it's like I could actually make that word better so then I'm over on my phone looking through words like <laughs> What word is better for this this right, right here? Right, right. So, um, I'm a very, I'm not slow, slow, but I am slower than normal. Uh, well, as Well, you, now you say that, but if you've never gauged yourself by another writer, then of course you, you wouldn't know that. So it's okay right. that you, it's okay that you write slowly because that way you can, you can really look over and read what you've written. And, uh, and, you know, if it makes sense to you, then it's a go. And so, but if you rush through yeah. it, you know, a lot of times you, you make mistakes and you miss things that you could have um, expound upon just a little bit more. So that that's okay, okay about being a slow writer. Take your time, write the story, because it will be finished when you finish it and, and guaranteed it will be better for that because you took your time and you wrote it. So don't ever feel rushed to do something. Always take your time because... Haste makes waste. I always say that. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so if you could, uh, if you could leave one impression about writing and books to inspire another person to with the, to do what they love, uh, what would it be? Get started. All right. Just take <laughs> take the plunge and get started. All right. That sounds like some sound advice. And uh, before I let you go, I want to know, how can readers find you and your books? Um, they can find me on Facebook, TikTok, uh, Instagram. I have a website. Um, it's not um, it's not a custom do a domain yet, so mm -hmm. it's kind of got a wonky... Uh, web address so I'm working on getting a you know a custom web domain um, but I do have a web address um, out there too um, and then they can find my books on Amazon all right so that's a that's a good starting point to find you and to find your books and I wish you all success in the world um, I can't wait for um, 
I think it's what what it's called a uh, silver. Hold on, don't don't tell me because I'm gonna go back. Silver Moon Kiss. I was halfway there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I, I'm excited about that one because I really truly want to. Uh, I want to read it and uh, and see uh, where it goes and and uh, you know and, and see what and see uh, what the characters do next. So, but I thank you for joining us today. I truly enjoyed. Um, this interview, I, I loved it because it was so real, and um, and and you you did so great, so wonderful, and hopefully um, you'll let me interview you again once uh, your next book comes out. So, yes, yes, ma'am. Thank you, Vivian, for having me. I, you, I'm so excited that I got to actually meet up with you, another person that's closer to home. <laughs> that's important so that's yes. very important so anytime you want to reach out feel free thank you vivian all right thank you chastity enjoy your day you too thank you all right bye-bye bye Bye. all right guys so that was chastity letford uh i hope that uh, you enjoyed the interview i hope you will go out there and uh support her buy her books because that is so important uh, to encourage her to continue to do what she loves and not only by her books, make sure that you leave reviews and leave stars because that is so important as well. Uh, it helps the, the writers and it helps the readers to find the books and, um, and you know, and to pass that love along. All right, so uh, we have a few minutes here left. So before uh, the time runs out, I want to make sure that I give you these URLs. And of course, the first one is to Spreaker. It is at uh, HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.spreaker.com forward slash user forward slash author Vivian Moore. You can find me across all social media, which includes Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, you can check out my blog. That is at HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash Vivian You can also listen to the show live every Saturday at 6 on Spreaker. And if you missed the live show, you can always listen to the recorded episodes uh, starting with today and going all the way back on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, CastBox Deezer, uh, Podcast Addict, Ch- uh, Podchaser, YouTube, SoundCloud, Giles Saban, Audible.com, Verbal Luminary, Amazon and also iTunes. Tomorrow is the first Sunday, so I hope that you're excited about that. Uh, make sure that you invite family and friends to come worship with you. If you're going to the brick and mortar building or if you're studying from home, uh, invite them to, to join in, whether it's online or across the telephone. Just make sure you do that because it is so important. And also what's equally important is telling those who you care about the most how you feel about them. Because tomorrow is not promised. Today may be the only chance you get to say that. So on that note, I love you. I hope you love me back. Until the next time you hear my voice, God bless you. And goodbye. Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Thank you.